0: Hey everyone, welcome to Healthy Mind, Happy Life Podcast. I am your host, Caitlin Engler. I believe that we can all move through life transitions without losing who we are, but it takes the right support, community, and connection to carry us through. We can heal through sharing experience, strength, and hope. Each week, we will have genuine and real conversations that will inspire you to shift your mindset to live a happier, free life. Hey, everyone, if you guys could do me a huge favor and scroll down to the bottom or wherever you listen to podcasts and write a review, hit the stars, but also write a review. It only takes about 30 seconds. It really helps to boost the ratings and exposure of the show. This helps so more people can find the content of the show and help others just like you and I. Hey guys, welcome back to today's episode. I have about today, but first I just wanted to share with you guys that I am taking a short hiatus in the month of July. I actually am doing this not just on the podcast, but seeing clients as well. And this was a really difficult decision for me. I just because I carry so much responsibility and I put a lot of responsibility on myself that I felt, I guess I always feel like I have to provide for people, show up for people, and I do have that responsibility. It's something that I've chosen to take on as a part of serving my purpose in this life. But what I started to realize when I started thinking about just springtime and summertime and how I wanted to utilize that time because a lot of things right now are shifting for me, not just internally, but externally as well. I'm shifting some things around with my kids' schedules and my schedule and things going on at home. And so it started to prompt some thoughts around, well, how do you want to utilize your time this summer? Because I feel like I've had no time to myself between homeschooling and the business and having a baby this past year that I'm really just craving time to myself. And if you know anything about me, I've never been like that. I've always been a socialite, a part of every social event that I could attend. And ever since COVID, that has changed for me. I actually desire more alone time. Versus always wanting to be a part of something. And I'm really, I guess that's a blessing for me that came out of COVID, if, if there was any, is being able to accept and be okay with taking time to myself because I'm such an extrovert. So I just started thinking about, you know, this whole summertime thing and how I want to use my time. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take off the month of July. I had some vacation plans and some uh, professional development stuff going on. So I just decided it wasn't worth working, you know, three or four days that month that I was just going to give myself that time and that space to really just focus on myself, focus on what I choose to. We all have to go to work. We all have responsibilities in life. And we get stuck in these cycles of we have to, we have to, we have to. And we become workaholics and we become full-time moms and we put our focus into all of these things that are important. But what we forget is to put that energy into ourselves, to take time for ourselves. And I'm not saying just like a day at the spa. Right? what I'm saying is actually carving out real time to put into ourselves. And that's what I decided that I wanted to do for the month of July. So I am taking a pause. So this will be one of the last episodes. I will go right through June and then I'll have all brand new fun content in the month of August. But right now, I decided I'm just going to take a step back and it's not easy for me. Of course, I feel guilty about it. Of course, I feel bad. And a lot of that is my own ego and my own limiting beliefs of of feeling like I have to or I will lose it all. But what I've been working on is letting go of that and not allowing those fears to control my life and choosing to trust in the process which is an active choice that I have to make all the time because I easily allow that fear, not that I even allow it, but that fear naturally comes forward. So I'm always having to be aware and intentional about fighting it off and not allowing it to dictate my decisions and my choices. So what I thought I would talk about today is what is what does it really mean to not care about what others think. So the first question to ask is, why is it important to you for others to like you? Or why is it important that people think highly of you? Why does that feel so important to you? And I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast are people like me that deeply care about what people think, have failure complex or overthinkers, put a lot of time and energy into belonging and connecting with those around us. But I think it's important to ask that, not to answer it, but to ask it, right? Because when we ask questions, then we can receive the information. We don't necessarily need to have the answers and we may find those answers, We may never find those answers, but to ask the question, we're putting it out there. We're putting it out there to the universe to try to understand these parts about ourselves. So I guess first things first, you know, I mean, Brene Brown, you know, I'm a big fan of hers and she, I mean, that's a lot of her content is about connecting and belonging. As humans, we all want to connect and belong. But it's how do we stay connected and feel like we belong while trying to disconnect from how much it controls our lives. So if we want others to like us, if we want to feel a part of, and that, that feeling will control our decisions and our behaviors, so it's not about trying to move into the space of, oh, I don't care what others think. And by the way, the people who say that actually care the most. Just throwing that out there. We all care. It is innate human desire and behavior to connect and to be- want to belong, right? You, we have to have some level of that to fit into society, I mean, this, this fear of rejection comes from our ancestors, right, and wanting to belong. You didn't want, I mean, our ancestors, you want to belong in your tribe and in your community. You don't want to be shunned away from your community and be on your own and completely isolated, right? So we do things to fit in, to belong, but somewhere along that line or along the road, it crosses the line. Where now we're allowing it to dictate who we are, what we are, what we're becoming, which is not who we actually are. So it's trying to find that balance of speaking our truth and being who we are while trying to still maintain our place in society, if that makes sense. I know. That's a lot of information. And how do we even achieve that, right? (laughs) So let me back up a little bit. We all have this fear of rejection. Nobody wants to be rejected. I don't really hear anyone walking around saying, yeah, I love being rejected. I love when I don't belong. I love when people kick me out of their friend group. I love when people don't invite me to things. None of us walk around saying that. We all want to have that level of connection with the people around us. We have to for basic human survival. There are just some of us that step over this line where we allow that feeling of wanting to belong so badly to control our behavior, our choices, our decisions, and we will alter whatever we need to, to make sure we fit in. We will people please. We won't say no. We won't set boundaries. We will show up for people when they absolutely need us, even if that means that we're putting something aside or sacrificing parts of ourselves just to fit in. If you have a fear of rejection, then you probably have a need that wasn't met as a kid or you experienced something in life that told you you weren't good enough whether that was in school, most likely high school, um, whether that was in school or at home, there was some kind of need that wasn't being met. And so this fear of rejection and desiring to just be a part of magnified. So what starts to happen is you start to form these limited beliefs about yourself. And these limiting beliefs, vary from person to person depending on what your story is. But what, how I like to think of limiting beliefs is kind of like those stackable nesting dolls where they start really small. Like as an infant, we're born, believe it or not, people say we're born with a clean slate, but we're really not. We're born with something. And that first year, is so crucial to attachment. So depending on what that was for you or what that looked like, which none of us obviously know, um, but depending on what that attachment was like in the first year, that will impact what that limiting belief is or the belief that you have about yourself. So it starts really small in infancy. And if you've ever seen those nesting stackable dolls, They get bigger and that's a good demonstration of us as we grow older. So it starts as one belief, but it starts to change as you become an adult and our environment and different things influence how that that limiting belief might change or how much we want to belong and how we view ourselves. Let me back up for a second. The definition of a limiting belief, for those of you who might not really understand what that is or not really familiar with that concept, a limiting belief is a thought or a state of mind that you think is the absolute truth. So it is your truth. And this belief will stop you from doing certain things. And and they're not necessarily always about yourself. They can be also how the world works, different ideas, and, and how you interact with people. So you may say things that sound, I, I don't know, I like to think of it like this. They almost sound, I'm putting it in air quotes, insecure. So the things that you might say might be like, I've never had luck with that. Or "I could I could never do that. I'm not that strong. I hear that one a lot. When uh, I tell people to come to workshops or try pole dancing, I can never do that. I'm not that strong. The other ones might be, I don't know if I can do that. I might mess that up. Or I could never look like that. My body's just not meant to do that. There's certain things that we start to really believe and we limit what we can do. You know, a, a one for me was I'll never be able to own that practice right it's just like this is too much but here I am owning a practice right i had to really work through a lot of those limitations that i thought and how i viewed the situation just wanted to pop in for a friendly reminder that I released my new guided journal called Unshakable Confidence. This ebook walks you through journaling prompts and information that help to give you insight into those inner parts of you. It consists of five sections that will allow you to identify things about yourself, build self-awareness around those things, break down what's standing between you and confidence, and how to trust the process, especially when life feels like it's falling apart. The best part is it's only $5. So you can't go wrong with making this investment into yourself, especially if you aren't sure if you're ready to commit to therapy or try a coaching program or maybe you're purchasing it and to go along with the program that you are currently doing. If you're interested in this offering, you can find this at www.elevateyourlifecoachingschool.com under products. You can just click in the show notes below on the website and find it there. Thanks, guys. Sometimes these limiting beliefs come from judgments that we hear other people say, and then we make them our own limiting beliefs. So, our environment is a major influence on how we internalize things. And these limiting beliefs, yes, they're ours, but we most likely borrowed them or took them from something we saw in our environment or an experience that we had as a child. And because we care about what others think, then We're going to put a lot of extra energy and weight into what we're doing. Okay. How do these two things match up together? Well, they are close cousins, right? Because we will alter and change who we are and limit ourselves from what we're able to do out of fear of being rejected. So I'm not going to try that dance class because I'm not strong enough. Right. But really it's, it's this fear of rejection. What if I fall? What if I look stupid? What if someone judges me? What if they don't like how I move? What if I'm not good in the class? All of these fears that we have. And if someone sees us that way, someone judges us, someone sees us as not good enough or not strong enough, then I'm not going to be a part of that group. So I'm not going to even try. So that's one way that they're connected. The another way that they're connected is we will limit our self growth in in what we do by, you know, setting boundaries saying no, people pleasing, we will limit ourselves out of fear of someone not liking us. Or if we say no too much to someone, then they won't invite us anymore to the dinner or to the party or to the events. So I'm not going to say no because then they won't invite me anymore or they're going to have fun without me and I don't want to miss out on that experience. So I'm going to cancel plans over here to go be a part of this. Or I'm going to alter my schedule, move things around because I'm worried about missing out on this thing. And if I miss out, then I might not be a part of that group anymore. So because we're not feeling confident in ourselves and we're feeling insecure and we're worried about that, those are the things, the limiting beliefs that will control what we're doing. So how do you overcome and challenge fear and limiting beliefs? There are a few things that you can start to do. It's not going to be perfect because just like those nesting dolls, they start small and get big. It takes time to put them all back in, right? Or to not even put them back in, but to break them apart and really look at each one. But just like the nesting dolls, they're layers, right? There's different sections here. So each section is going to take time to process. What I'm going to do today is just offer a few simple things that you can start doing. It's not the end all be all though. There's a lot of work that has to go into it and on layering that has to happen. But this is a good way to start doing it. First, write down all the limiting beliefs that you have about yourself or if you're not sure what those are write down the negative things that you say to yourself I'm a failure I'm not good enough I'm not a good parent I'm fat I'm ugly I'm whatever all the negative things that you might say to yourself in the day-to-day basis I'm I'm sure you can do that. And we're all pretty aware of the negative things that we say about ourselves. It's usually right there in the front. The second thing is reflect on what is holding you back or standing in your way. So if you wanted to, for example, start your own business, but your limiting belief is, well, I'm... I don't know anything about business, so that's just not for me. That's a limiting belief. You're limiting yourself from being able to achieve the 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 dream that you want to have. And listen, owning a business is not for everyone. Sometimes people are just made to work for other people and that's completely fine. But if that's your goal and that's really what you want to do, you're limiting belief. It's almost like a defense mechanism, right? It's going to hold you back. So you don't achieve that thing or so you don't fail or so you don't get rejected or your fears are not exposed the limiting belief is going to come right in the middle of you in that dream. So what is the thing that's holding you back or standing in your way from doing the thing that you want to do? Instead of saying you can't do it, what if you could? And what are the things that are standing and blocking you from getting there? Just just do that exercise. The third thing is begin to notice when you are saying certain statements or having those thoughts in your head. So back to the first one, after you write them down and you understand your beliefs and the negative self talk, begin to notice when you're doing it, how often it's happening. Are you doing it in your daily interactions with people? Are you in your head about it? When are you doing it? Is it in certain environments? So just begin to notice how those things are playing out. I'm trying not to go too deep in this episode because there's a lot that has to unlayer to really get there and to challenge it. But each layer, you can still do it. There's still work to be done and each layer will bring you closer to Understanding yourself more wholly and understanding these parts about yourself that you probably really don't want to look at, but they're probably also chasing you down. So you're kind of forced to look at them. At least that's my experience. But doing those three things, writing it down, reflecting on it, and just beginning to notice are some simple things that you can do right now that don't require a ton of energy. They're just kind of noticing and it's information. And information is extremely important. We need information before we can even implement a change. So not just awareness, but gathering that information is really helpful in unlayering this process. I can just share my experience. I have cared about what others think about me for as long as I can remember. And I'm still, you know, there's points where I thought that I was past it and then more, you know, is exposed. And I've started to ask myself, well, why do I care so much? Why do I care so much? I can't seem to answer the question, but the information is, that I've learned is that it's there. It doesn't necessarily matter why. It's just that I know it's there. And I can take that information, I can process it, and I can find ways to navigate it. If I focus on the why am I like this, or why is this so important to me, I may not Find that freedom from it that I'm looking for because I'm so focused on the problem and the why, and trying to understand it. I'm not necessarily focusing on the solution and trying to break away from it. For me, it's been a process. I'm still continuing to learn more. And I think the biggest thing is for me is I do deeply care about what others think about me. It does control a lot of aspects of my life. Even when I don't fully notice that's what's happening. But over the years, I've learned how to set boundaries, how to say no, how to recognize when that fear is playing out for me and take a step back and say, okay, am I doing this thing because I want to do it? Or am I doing this thing because I'm worried about missing out or not being liked or accepted by this group of people? And always watching where I am stepping on that line. Am I stepping over it? Am I staying right near it? Am I bordering it? So just, again, information and being aware of it and just checking in with myself instead of just reacting to a feeling that I'm having and a fear that I'm having, responding to it. Responding to it requires thought and intention. It requires taking a step back and then making my decision. That's all I really have for today. As always, I hope this episode was helpful to you guys. And if there's anything that you relate to, I'd love to hear your feedback on please write a review, share your thoughts. I put a lot of time and energy into this podcast, so I would really appreciate if you could take 15 to 30 seconds to just write a quick review wherever you listen to this episode. And I will see you guys all back.